why is it that celebrities can grace us with their presence in New York City and their asses don't have to quarantine and then they can, you know, go perform at the VMAs. But peasants like me flew into JFK, had to do a blood oath, had to sign away my life. How come Michelle Obama and Melania Trump can both give speeches at these conventions, yet one torn up from the floor up and the other is praised like it is the most history-making speech we've ever heard. How about this? How come Joe Biden can say, if you don't vote for me, you ain't Black, yet Terry Crews, a Black actor who commented on Black Lives Matter, got crucified? I'll tell you why. Double standards. We see double standards all the time in our media. And someone who is in that crossfire along with me is my friend Julius Young. We met on red carpets. He is an entertainment reporter at Fox News. When I first met him, I was like, wait, wait, you're black and you work at Fox News? He's smiling right now. He knows exactly what I'm talking about because we are so ingrained in our boxes. Box News is inherently associated with being super conservative. Conservative is associated with being racist. So how could a black man work for Fox News? You even see a black woman or a black man talking as a commentator on Fox News, right? And you're like, whoa, whoa, how, what? Julius, welcome. And I know you were smiling, so this is nothing new to you. No, nah, not at all. Not at all. And, uh, you know, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, this is, this is a pleasure. I know we've been, we've been talking about having this conversation for a pretty long time, like probably like a year, right? Literally. And, uh, yeah. well, when did, wh- when I met you, remember we, we had that conversation, what was it, a year or two ago? And we kind of laughed about it. And I feel like it holds true now more than ever. I mean, how many times do you get that? I know I wasn't the only one that was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're black and you work at Fox News. How? I mean, do you get judged for that? Uh, yeah. Even when I was, uh, you know, first being, uh, uh, I guess, courted right by, by Fox because I never sought them. They sought me. Going on a little bit over two years ago, you know, the first instance. I mean, for me at least, I'm like, first of all, why are you guys hitting me up? Because you know, at, as you, you said, you thought it was the just, same thing. You thought the same thing. Straight you were up, like, don't you up. want some old white guy? Straight up, straight up. I'm like, okay, you know, this is, this is, you know, this is a little, uh, you know, out of, out of left field, right? I went into the first uh, interview with an editor who's, who's no longer there. She's actually gone to USA Today at this point. Over the course of that conversation, like I asked her straight up and she's, and you know, she was a minority as well. You know, she wasn't uh, white, you know, Caucasian, but you know, she was, she wasn't, you know, you know, the typical Fox News that you would see so I asked, I said, look, I said, you know, first of all, you know, I'm really you know, flattered, I guess. Right. But at the same time, you know, and, and, and I think you probably feel this as well working there uh, or have felt this, but you know, what do you tell people and what do people uh, usually say when you tell them, Hey, I work at Fox news. She goes, look, there's what we do, which is entertainment reporting. And then there's all the other shit, right? You have to be, willing and strong enough to kind of differentiate the two, which I, which I don't think a lot of people are. I saw exactly what she was saying. And I said, okay, that's perfect. And, you know, even though we're in a time where, you know, politics and entertainment often intermingle and, and, yeah. and you know, intertwine literally on a daily basis. I mean, we're still writing stories 
and there's still a slight political angle to it just because of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. Even when I talked about having you on today, people were like, oh, oh, that's going to be interesting. Oh, I want to see what he says. Right. Because I feel like there's CNN and there's Fox news and the two are the powerhouses and we're always comparing, which I want to get into after and they're head to head. So it's really hard to look at it and differentiate the entertainment platform part of it from the rest of it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 No kidding. She goes, you're an entertainment reporter first. I said, perfect. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the way that I pretty much explain it to people. Like whenever they, they come to me or they, you know, slide into my DMS or they email me. I, I don't even know how people find this shit. You're saying and, like hating on you. Um, doing that kind of thing. I mean, so, so initially, you know, I did, I did, I did get a little bit of that. It was like, you're a little bit out of, you know, out of place, out of your league there, but I'm not just somebody who they just plucked out of nowhere. Like, I've worked to get to where I am. And yes, it is at Fox News. And I've had to have these conversations with my family, uh, you know, firsthand when I was, you know, first um, just even thinking about, you know, whether or not I was, I was gonna, you know, take interviews or even take the offer. Do you want to just go with the flow or do you want to be different? I've been different my entire life. So yeah, I'm a black dude who works at Fox News. I'm, a, I'm an entertainment reporter. No one's going to tell me where I can go and, and, and where I can work. Because we're so obsessed with the right, the left, this, that, pro this, pro that. I mean, it's so deep-seated. It puts every single thing we know, every single person we know in boxes. And like I said, someone thinks Fox and they associate it with X, Y, and Z. Right. Being on the inner working, can you say it's not what people think? It's misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, in my in my experience, uh, and this is this is you know, I'm I'm only talking from the moment I got there and, and the and the people who who I've met uh, up until now. There are a lot of people who who don't necessarily drink the Kool Aid, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? But they they love what they do. They have a job that's incredibly stable. They are able to support their families. They're able to, you know, put food on the table and things like that. So, you know, there are a lot of people that don't drink the Kool-Aid. There are some people who do. By um, Kool-Aid, do you mean the group think, like the PC group think, or you mean like the conservative Kool-Aid? I mean, probably, probably a bunch of both. There's a certain stigma, obviously, associated with working at Fox News or with Fox News Channel, but everyone there thinks for themselves. Like everyone there, you know, especially like, look, we're not all, you know, talking heads on TV. We're not. For instance, you know, today I had a conversation with Mauricio Umansky, who you know, uh, the husband of Kyle Richards, and he's the head of the agency, which is one of the largest brokerages and, you know, has been featured on, you know, Millionaire Listing LA and so forth, you know, so on and so forth. We've had conversations off the record. And I've had a lot of off the record conversations with a lot of different people who are like, yo, like what you're doing is like some unheard of shit. The fact that you're who you are as a black dude, as an African-American, and you're not letting that dictate who you are and who you're becoming. And this was like after we had already did an interview. Right. And, you know, we just, you know, start to, you know, shoot the shit. First he asked me, he goes, you watching the RNC? I said, yeah, I'm watching that. And I'm watching the DNC. You have to listen to both sides. And that, it kind of 
struck a chord with him because he goes, thank you. He goes, there's no middle ground anymore. Get all the facts and formulate our own individual opinions. And that's how we'll go and cast our vote. As you said, there's right versus left now. And then there's, there's no in between. And if you are in between, you get attacked. Well, that's exactly the thing. That's exactly the thing. I have never been an expert in politics by any means. I will just call things as I see it. People will automatically attack me, harass me, associate me as right, as in right wing. And that's how big and extensive and controlling that one perspective is that if you simply challenge it, it's met with so much resistance. And I'm so glad that you brought up the RNC and the DNC because we are in the, it's literally playing in the other room. Um, (laughs) The night we're recording this, it's night three, right? Of the RNC. It is literally a game. It's a game watching it and then going to CNN and going, okay, so here's what happened. So how did they report it? One example, I feel like, and I brought this up earlier and I saw you laughing was Michelle Obama's speech versus Melania Trump's speech. Right. Because Michelle Obama, she gave a speech, and then you go to CNN, and they're like, this, for, all I heard about that was the whole night. Oh my God, it was so legendary, history-making, groundbreaking. Then Melania Trump last night gives a 25-minute speech. They're literally trying to find critiques. Like, they were criticizing, like, where it was. Oh, she talked about BLM, but she should have done it more. Like, you can't do anything right. Do you guys acknowledge the narratives and how twisted things will get and the backlash if you go against that group think? I've written, like, over a thousand pieces for Fox News. I've always been cognizant of the fact that both sides deserve to be heard in anything. That's the way I was raised. It's, 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 it's like, look, there's, there's not, you know, there's not just one end all be all to anything because that's how people get caught up in the system. And by the system, I mean, you know, the legal system and things like that. If you even go back and read all my pieces, I mean, even in the piece today, which I wrote about the trend of wealthy Hollywood elites, wealthy celebrities and wealthy people in general, leaving LA for the suburbs or for other states because of the astronomical taxes, the proposed taxes that could be coming down the pike, uh, homelessness situation that is happening right now um, that I've dealt with firsthand, not because I've been homeless, but because I've had to navigate homeless encampments literally just right outside my front door while still trying to raise a family. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've really seen a lot over my time, especially here in LA. I feel like they're destroying California and LA. I've been out of a job. I might have to leave because of what exactly the points you're making. Can you say where you're at politically? I mean, I think people can. People can probably guess, make make a snap educated judgment about where I am. But, and I say this, but as I'm growing older, look, I'm, I'm gonna be 30 this year, okay? Like, I got two kids, I got one on the way. So, you know, there are always gonna be some things that you may be liberal about. There may be some things that you might be a little bit conservative about, especially as you grow older and you, and you start to mature and you uh, start earning, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, it's like, well, I shit. I got fucking I kids. I got to. I, I got. I got to feed my kids. It's like, what's and if Listen. and if the fucking state is gonna take half my money, it's like, fuck, damn. 
Read between the lines, people. I agree and I disagree with things on both sides, but everything you're saying, I'm like, someone is speaking to my soul. Is the rapid cancel culture something that you guys talk about in meetings, the way you word things, articles you put up? Cancel culture, I'm not with it. We've all done things. We've all said things that, you know, especially in our, in our younger lives that were, you know, we're, you know, in college and you may have sent a tweet or something. You may have said this and that, but, you know, people are allowed to grow and people mature to go all the way back, you know, decades or however many years or whatever to go, you know, traverse through somebody's social media and tweets. It's like, I'm not going to waste brain power on that. The reason I ask is because I feel like people are going to be listening to this and I poke fun at CNN because they're obviously in such a clear narrative and that's where the double standard fits in, right? Where it's like certain people they cover get skewered, other people don't for doing the same thing. And I feel like people might be listening to this and might be thinking, well, Fox does the same thing. That's the media. Right. That's the media. You cater to your audience. That's how, that's how a media entity grows you know what i mean and yeah you know sometimes you are kind of you know caught up in the machine not me per se but just like at some point this media entity might have unbeknownst to them might have taken up a following that supports this and this one unbeknownst to them might have taken up a following that does this. Before when I brought up the Michelle Obama versus Melania Trump speeches, you kind of laughed. What was your take on the speeches and how the media covered them? Yes, there was a discrepancy in coverage from outlet to outlet. But again, that really goes back to what is your base and what caters to, you know, advertisers. And, you know, there there are so many things that come into play that are way above even what I could probably imagine that dictate who gets covered, what gets covered, and for how long. Have you ever had a celebrity judge your outlet? Because you guys, for those of you listening, when you're on a red carpet, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but you're out there and your outlet name, whatever it may be, NBC, E! News, whatever it is, it's, it's on a little piece of paper on the floor in front of you. So they're going to see Julius and then they're going to look down and see Fox News. And we know that liberal Hollywood is hard ass core. So have they ever, like, have you ever, ever had people look at you and be like, nope, sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. To answer in short, I'll even take it a step further. I've had people who work for the channel be excited to, you know, the publicist says, okay, we're going to do, we're going to do extra and then we're going to do Fox News. Okay, cool. Because they work for the channel, right? And then they, they get to the spot and they kind of, you know, a little bit taken aback. And then we'll just go on with the interview. But I know, and I personally know that they left that interview with a totally different perspective than they had coming in just in the few seconds that they, that they might've, you know, spoken with me. I don't know if it was you or another Fox reporter, but I remember someone telling me like, oh yeah, they openly will, you know, not talk to us on a carpet or say, I'm not talking to them. Or, you know, I know that used to happen with me when I was with Us Weekly. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think that's par for the course, right? As a reporter, like, I think, I think you pretty much go into any red carpet knowing that there's probably going to be a few publicists who maybe aren't 
going to allow their client to speak with you just because you work for Fox News. Like, I'm not going to ask you, yo, who are you going to vote for? Right. But they see that you... and that's what they're going to think right away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, look, I cover entertainment first. That's my beat. If your guy wants to, you know, throw in a little jab or if he wants to quip, that's the, that, that's the entertainment term for, you know, being funny about, oh, my family loves Fox News, but then they'll do that themselves. I remember one time I interviewed Kathy Griffin and she started talking to me and she was like, oh, wait, I really like you, but AMI is owned by David Pecker. And I guess the C David Pecker was in bed, like close to Trump or whatever. So in my recorder, she's like, I like you, but fuck you, David Pecker and walks away. You know? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. All the time. I was on a BAFTA carpet pre Golden Globes. There was a talent, a very well-known talent that came by and said, oh, dude, you're, you're fucking great, but I'm not going to talk to you because of X, Y, and Z, this person, that person, that person at the channel who I just can't stand watching. I worked at publications where they're very much, and I've talked about it before on the show, like you have to have this point of view. You can't post if it's against our point of view, which is ironic considering, you know, Hollywood prides itself on being free in air quotes for those of you listening it seems like you have pretty free reign over what you write and how you do it yes uh yeah for the most part and but but i think that comes with trust there are a lot of people like i said there are a lot of people in the office that i've that i've spoken with both on the east coast and west coast who may not even care about what is being said on the channel because those are just words compared to what we actually do and a lot of our reporting is so in-depth. I brought this up earlier. Another, I feel like, double standard is around BLM. For example, how come Joe Biden, right, can go up there and say, if you don't vote for me, you ain't Black, and people are still in support of him and kind of brush it under the rug, but then Terry Crews, and you wrote a piece on this, Julius, Terry Crews can bring a point about Black Lives Matter to the table that was a little outside of the group thinking. He said, white supremacy without white people's black supremacy in a tweet and he got blasted. People tried to cancel him. Why is one okay and not the other? So, I, I mean, I don't think that what Joe Biden did was okay, honestly. Like, you know, what you, what, to, to tell a group of people- Absolutely not. To, you have to, to think to, like this because of this is how you look. That's absurd. Yeah, I mean, to tell a group of people like, look, if you don't vote for me, then you're not who you say you are. It's like, look, man. I've been, I've been who I am for almost 30 years. So who the fuck are you to tell me who I am when you don't even know me? You've never met me. It just doesn't work logically. With the tweet that Terry Crews put out that, you know, ultimately, um, you know, people tried to cancel him for, even like at the time, like the timing of it was, was a, it, was, it, was a, it was a little bit tough because people were still in bereavement of what happened to Mr. George Floyd. People were trying to tell Terry Crews, look, man, we're not saying other people don't matter. We're saying right now, because for so many years, everyone else has mattered except for black people. So we're saying in this present time, in this present moment, we wanna make sure that this focus is on us because we have momentum. And yeah, he probably should have changed the wording or whatever, but I understood what he was saying. And that's why I didn't you know, go out and say, oh, dude is canceled because that's not, that's not how I feel. He wanted to say, look, let's not make this larger than what it is. What do you think 
of this, last week I had Joy Villa on the podcast. Do you know who that is? She's yeah, I've been, I've been, I've interviewed her on okay. the couple before. Joy is black. She's Latina. She's a singer. She has a new book out. She's super conservative. On my podcast, she said, and it reminded me of what the Terry Crews tweets because she said, you know, black lives have always mattered. Now people don't want black people to be equal. They want them to be better. I want to get your reaction to that because I, I equated it, like I said, to the Terry Crews comments and that we have to be equal. One group isn't better than the other. Now that we're talking about it, I, I think Terry Crews said something along the lines of we don't, want to, we don't want it to be black lives better. But nobody was ever saying that. People were just saying, look, we just want to be treated equally to everybody. That's mm-hmm. it. We want to be able to live in the same neighborhoods as those people. We want to be able to, you know, Uh, enroll our kids in the same schools. You and I were texting about everything going on. And I think, weren't you telling me about your own experiences, the horror? So that, that night that you and I were texting back and forth, I was walking in an LA neighborhood that I do every single night. I know all of the police officers routes because I study their routes. Why are you rolling up on me with no lights on in a police cruiser? You got to be cognizant of your gate the way you walk. You gotta be cognizant of, okay, if I see an officer might be approaching this way, all right, let me go ahead and pull out my phone real quick. And that's, that's the reason why I don't even carry a case on my phone. It's to that extent that we've been raised and brought up to make sure that we're protecting ourselves because we're all we have. If I see an officer rolling up or whatever the case may be, yeah, I'll pull out my phone and I'll make sure my screen illuminates my face. Decrease whatever threat level he might have or whatever threat perception he might have of me. Everything that's ha- transpired since George Floyd was killed. I used to joke with Sade, who's another reporter, and I had her on the podcast as well. And I was like, I used to think I was, you know, woke. And I was like, wow, after everything that happened, I really, it, I mean, it opened my eyes immensely. A big movement also is the feminist movement, right? And this isn't at all to compare being a woman to being Black. As a woman, I want to be thrown in with the men. I'm like, let me get thrown in and I'll show that I'm equal and I'll show that I'm better. And I hate this whole like man bashing thing that it's that's come with it, which she and I talked about. And I think a lot of women now as a, you know, in vengeance want to be like, well, I'm better than men. We're better. We're better. And you know, women like me are like, no, 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 we want to be equal. So that's why I bring it back to what Joy said, because I'm not saying that they're the same, but that's sort of how I like equated it. I feel like that's the point she was trying to make. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but that's what I took away from it. Any woman that wants to say that they're, they can do a job better than said individual or that guy or this person, hell, okay, go for it. Do that shit. Why? Because we all come from women. I have a daughter. Some people might have an issue with, you know, oh, you know, they don't want to be, you know, outshone or whatever the case may be. My ego is not going to be fractured by anyone trying to be better than me. It's a really slippery slope when you when you talk about this group of people may want to be better than this group of people or this group of people may want they don't want that another group of people to have a voice or whatever the case may be but look we live in america we live in america for a reason okay there are countless other places where this right is not afforded to have a voice so yeah exercise it you know sometimes people have insane reactions to what they see or what they read. And sometimes people just brush it off like, well, okay. I think that this also, this whole experience 
has really, really peeled back the curtain of entertainment. I just think that people are so over seeing celebrities live their lives in a time of such despair. Their cities being burned, people losing money, people not being able to send their kids to school. And these people have the ball sacks the size of Texas to be posting from their mansions, from their vacations. I have to be honest with you, even seeing Eva Longoria at the DNC say, you know, so many people losing their jobs. It just didn't sit right. Something about it didn't sit right. I'm like, yeah, but not you. And I think people are really, their eyes are being opened to the total, total disparity between how we live and how they live. I think that there's always been the notion, right, that celebrities or wealthy individuals think that they're better than the quote, common man. And at one point, you know, maybe one of those celebrities was a common man. That's why money is such a powerful, it can really set off something in somebody's brain, in somebody's mind about, I'm not in, I'm not there anymore. I'm not in the hood anymore. And it's like, well, shit, I made it out. So fuck it. You know, everybody else got to find a way for themselves. This whole thing has been making me think a lot about money. And I feel torn because I love the idea of the American dream. You can build your business. You can build your, you can build you can build, yeah, it is. You can build your empire and you can have all of the success and wealth and resources. I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth when I call out these celebrities and this, this industry. And the video I posted on my Instagram was saying this very thing where I said, the last thing we want to hear right now is celebrities telling us what to do amidst a pandemic. We're not on the same playing field. And you texted me about it. And funny enough, other reporters, people in our business, they're the ones who texted me or wrote on DM being like, thank you for posting this. Like even today, I got an email saying Beyonce is, it was a press release and it said Beyonce wearing whatever label in the Hamptons. And I was furious. I was like, there are cities burning. There is so much shit going on. There are millions and millions of people unemployed. Why do I give a shit about what Beyonce is wearing in the Hamptons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't, I don't think it's anybody being out of touch, especially on that. But you got to understand, look, a publicist has a, has a job to do as well. You know what I mean? That's how they support themselves and support their family. That's how they, you know, make their livelihood. The show must go on. You know what I mean? Touché. As the saying Touché. in Hollywood. Touche. But like, what about the double standard when it comes to, I know a lot of people, myself, I'm from the tri-state area, were furious because they canceled the 9-11 tribute. However, they still said we can do the VMAs. Or like I said earlier, peasants such as ourselves can go into JFK and we have to quarantine and sign forms and all this, but Lady Gaga can fly into JFK and she can go perform and be around the cast and crew and it's all good. I mean, aren't there double standards there when it comes to celebrities and being catered to and being put in a different category? Lady Gaga is probably flying private. So she's probably got tested as soon as she got on the plane and then she got tested as soon as she got off. Like, like, okay, so, so, okay, two plus two doesn't, e- doesn't equal four. I want to find out why. You look at what's happening with professional sports, the NBA. These are private entities that have paid millions of dollars to test their players every day, even though people like us can't get tested every day. There's always going to be a class system. That's how the world 
moves. That's how the world revolves. It's you have the haves, the have-nots, those who used to work, and now they've, they've, they've worked so hard in their lives that now they're retired and they don't have to work, but that's the world we live in. Do you think that if you were in full support of Joe Biden that you would be like, woo, yeah, Joe, but maybe because you're like, I see this side, I see that side, you can't fully say, I believe, I'm for this person, I'm for that. You see what I'm getting at? Like one is more acceptable than the other and the, the double standard in that. I do, I do. Especially and as a black man. So when I saw the, you know, after Joe Biden accepted his nomination for for the Democratic nominee. I saw a lot of people, especially like, you know, John, John Cusack came out and I think Rose McGowan came out and were like, why, like, why are you guys shooting off fireworks? And why are you guys waving flags and this and that? Like there's still work to be done or whatever the case may be. You're never going to see me cape for anybody that hard. First of all, I don't know Joe Biden. And based on what I've seen and what I've read and what is reported and what I've researched about his past, his past, his history. Why should I be excited for him? Why should I be excited for any of these candidates? Right. I'm excited for, and, and, and I think people are, are kind of coming around on this, but people are saying Joe Biden is, if he does get in is basically just, just a placeholder. And I tend to agree, especially with Kamala Harris being Joe's running mate as vice president. If she gets in, that's something I would have never expected to see in my lifetime. So that part I'll be excited about because that's history changing. I paid attention to President Obama and to other people who Joe Biden worked alongside because I'm seeing what kind of support they give him. I'm like, okay. It's taking President Obama a little bit longer to publicly endorse this guy. Why? They weren't like boys like that. They weren't buddy-buddy. They weren't, you know, knocking back drinks at the local watering hole. It was business. This is a business arrangement. I'm the president. You're the VP. Peeling back those layers, it's like, okay, this guy's track record is a little iffy, especially for us for the black community. Well, that's what I was going to say is how he and Kamala were responsible for so many black people being incarcerated. A lot of people were, I mean, look, that, that goes back even to Bill Clinton. We've always gotten a short end on the stick. It's just that when we get that stick, we just got to do what we can. We're playing the hand that we're dealt in life. Everyone who's been listening, I want you to channel, channel my friend Julius, just channel him in your life. And I want you to take away this idea that we, we talked about tonight of double standards, right? Why are some things allowed like this and some things aren't? You have such a, uh, which is sadly rare, open-minded way of going, I'm going to look at this and I'm going to look at this and I'm going to make the decision for my goddamn self. <laughs> Thank you so much, my love. You got it. You got it. Anytime.